Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Carnathan, every Friday you're in the studio makes my day. We are back again to continue on. This is a part two. This is a first for us. Exciting. We love we love to be first. A first part two. We love a first part two. Um, <clears throat> excited. We had so much more to explore in the first conversation on CEOs and decision making and making tough decisions. And we didn't cut it off because the more you squirm... The more I know I'm on to something and we need to know what's inside of you. Like all we're doing is amplifying women in business stories and you have such an incredible story and look at where you are in the world. And it's just, it was too compelling to cut it off. And so now we're going to deliver our part two to the CEO and you and leading versus liking. Let's do it. I read a good <clears throat> story about this, and, and we'll end this episode on, on this, that uh, a boss was having a difficult time firing an employee. It, it wasn't working out. Uh, I think both parties were aware of it. It was a struggle. The boss just didn't want to you know, hurt the employee's feelings. And it was revealed that the longer she, I'm going to say she, the, the, the boss, didn't let the person go. It prevented that person from growing into the, into the seat that they needed to be in. So you're really harming. You're not helping. By maintaining a situation that's not productive or efficient for either party, you're preventing this younger employee from shining in what would be their opportunity. Let them go. Say, so you, you really need to invest and find the best opportunity possible, and it is not here. And so sometimes what we think we're, we're helping and we're emotionally invested, we're really just uh, preventing the inevitable and they're missing time and we can't get that back. And you know, that's amen, 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 amen. And I say two things to, to our leadership group. There should never be a day where that's a, 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 any type of enjoyable conversation to say you can't, you can't work here anymore. It's the converse of that. Yeah. We've tried yeah. everything yeah. we can do to make your heart sing. Right. And we're not we're not able to to fit each other. Yeah. Right. It's as much about the company not having a place, right, for you and 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 yeah. you not being happy right. in right. in the place to shine. And when you look out at it that way, um, regardless of why, I do believe I'm making that adjustment for them to go. And that's a tough decision to make, but you have to, it's brutal, but you you, you do have to. And when we talk about, you know, setback comebacks all the time, you know, what was then clear channel, which is now iHeart, for the second time said, you're not running this group. And honestly, Ann, I was just next wrong, next wrong. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? And there wasn't a why. Yeah. There wasn't a here's what you would have to. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a big girl. All I have to do. So the first time, shame on them. The second time, shame on me because it became crystal clear. Right. I wasn't getting that. And so my heart breaks in a million pieces. My feelings are hurt. Wait a minute. That upends everything. 
now what? And it took me a year to figure out the now what. Yeah. And what, what would it mean? What would you want to do? Because here it is. Here's your opportunity. What would it be? Who would you talk to? What would that look like? I said to people, if you had to sell one thing, what would you sell? And someone said to me something every single business needs. And I went, okay, that's advertising. <laughs> and it wouldn't be just, a, so I think it, 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 and I wanted, uh, I wanted somewhere to go to every day. Mm -hmm. I wanted to belong to something. And so, you know, all these agencies I had enormous regard for, you know, throughout my career, people I genuinely loved that had mentored and tutored me. I mean, it just came down to where I live, where I could thrive. And then it, it became right. universal media for the people there, you know, for the ownership group. And I thought, wow, thank you. Clear channel slash iHeart. <laughs> it would have absolutely never, I would have never, I had goals and I'm so loyal. And sometimes you just sort of outstay your welcome. Yeah. And, and, but to get totally turned upside down, like who looks forward to that? But I think the, the older we get, and I'll say this and I'll, I'll pretend that it's wisdom <laughs> and just, uh, versus age. Um, I really want to maximize my time. I, I don't want to stay with an individual or a client or a partner, uh, or an employee when the time is not right. I mean, you, we just need because to because you have to. Yeah, we we need to impact and influence the most people for the best that we have to pour into them, and so I really uh, I'm very conscious now of making good use of our time, and that that might mean making very hard decisions. But as I dig deeper into this, isn't that what you've afforded yourself as a leader? down to the ability to make decisions about where your time is spent, where, where you remind me all the time of your non-renewable time yes. and what, what you're like a beacon for me now. And you said this to me once and it, it had such a resounding deep impact is who's going to be there with you at the end. Mm. And it doesn't, whether it's my dog, whether it's a relative, whether it's a friend, when you look at it that way and you're, you're talking about where that non-renewable yeah. time goes, yeah. including our own right. of utmost and foremost, this is it. Not a dress rehearsal. What does that look like? And I do think the benefit of being a strong leader and commanding more of every day of your time yeah. is the ability and to not necessarily have to see someone I've never yeah. woken up with this dread in the pit of my stomach and who knew what the day brought. I was just happy to wake up and Lord's like, okay, I did my part. Go, <laughs> go, go do yours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you think as, as, as leaders and as time goes by, that is, is an important decision that you're able to make for yourself? Oh yes. You mean deciding where to spend my time and yeah, I think and with whom, right? And I think it is our responsibility to model that for the younger people in our employee and our families, you know, what, what is important to us. Do you ever scroll through? I know you probably don't scrolling through, <laughs> scrolling through Instagram and, uh, I'll suddenly think, why am I watching someone else live their life? Why exactly would I do that? 
That's profound, and that's a business vitamin. I don't know how you'll turn that. Why around, am I but- wasting my time watching what they're doing with their family instead of putting down the phone? And going and doing something with my grandkids or kids. And how many of those people are going to be there at the end and do you really care about? Yeah. Right? And I'm not, because we're in the business of social media as well, there is there are innumerable benefits to being in that space. And we do that for clients and we do that for ourselves. But the mindless scrolling, uh, almost 23 out of 24 hours a day for many people, uh, which is a, it's an addiction for some uh, you know, the, the iPhone has become an part attachment. Of the, part of the byproduct of isolation. And there are, there are great benefits to that, but there are some, you know, now the data is coming out on that. There are some mental health uh, detriments to that. So I think once, if, when you're able to just step back for a hot minute and say, you know, why exactly, examine yourself. And that's, um, and that's a, a leadership trait too. Are we able to, to be honest with ourselves? Do we surround ourselves with people that tell us the truth? I've, I've, you know, we've shared stories of that. You've got to surround yourself with people that say, Ian, that's, you know, that's not the best decision. I don't understand that rationale. Um, and I also like to constant. we're working with a client now and we've had lots of conversations around unintended consequences. So that could be in the opportunity loss category. But if we do a, like, what are we not seeing? What, what is the unknowable? The pandemic for every company and family was an unknowable. We thought that was science fiction. Well, it wasn't. What's an unknowable? What's an unthinkable? And we try to prepare for those things as a leader. And that's, you know, whether you're in the military, whether you're in corporate America or small business, you know, what am I not in, in our strategy and we do crisis PR, so this is probably more commonplace for us than most, uh, what are the top three unknowables? What would we prepare for in the next six months, the next 18 months in our business growth? And then you start to write scenarios, but that takes decision-making. And that's, to me, thought leadership of the highest caliber. When you think of someone, not like you, you, thinking with someone like that, that's extraordinary. And it's an, it, and I always say this, it's an inside job. What is your inner fortitude? And are you brave or are you acting yeah. brave? Someone has to decide, right? And when you become a decision maker who, who decides, right? There's, to me, there's buckets of risk, collateral damage. What's the worst that's going to, and I try to, I try to visualize all of it. Right. So then regardless of what path it goes down, I'm like, oh yeah, I thought of that. I'm, I'm there. And then sometimes you're like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. But that's life too. And nothing really knocks me for a loop that's that's not that I'm not able to get back up from. I'm working with um, a leader who, uh, and I've worked with, for a long time, but, uh, this person's demeanor and leadership skills. And there's, and, uh, it's common in many leaders, certainly not all leaders, but this person just, um, naturally deescalates the presence. So this would be the gravitas, right? Uh, the presence, the response, the language, the personality is a natural leadership attribute to this individual. And I love being around them. I love watching, uh, 
their skill at work. And I've learned a lot. And it's, it's very interesting how this person will set a tone. And so when you're trying to plan out what's an unknowable, what's an unthinkable, um, sometimes it's sometimes the message is the messenger. So when it, when a leader gets up, um, they can calm a room and they can, they can prepare, uh, to march through an unknowable situation by their uh, leadership aura. I think that is elevated to a gem. That's not a business vitamin. That's elevated. And you've to been like around a, people like that. Rare, I'm sure. Yeah, but, 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 but this is to me exactly what conversations like this mine. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's profound. And so I'll listen to this again. Okay. Got it. And like, <laughs> I'll listen to it again and again and again, because like, that's, you know, that's the extraordinary part, I think. And, and, and someone said, uh, our guest speakers the other day, two powerful leaders, you know, she's the yin to my yang and our CFO is completely the calm to my, <laughs> you know, and it's, 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 it's a volatility yeah. of me. It's the impulsiveness of me. Yeah, but it's your passion. And it is. people want to sign fight up. Every ba- that's right. Fight every battle yeah. and follow me along. And sometimes it's just like. <sighs> Before they know they ran off the cliff. <laughs> the and CFO like, is saying, wait, 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 wait. There's a cliff. And this calm and this quiet just to listen. And look, he's in the middle of two alphas. Yeah. And he's constantly having to navigate. But you need that. You need that um, ballast. Which was you exactly your point. And it's, so it made me think of who's my calm. Yeah. Who's my just without saying a word. <laughs> and then I run, what, I run out of steam. Even I can only like have a hot take for so long. And I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is, it's just like, okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Flatten that out. Yeah. Even that out. And, and, and that's co-leaders. But you need the energy and the, uh, vigor that we have like that. We're the get it done people. And you also need the people in your wings that say, you know, um, we're going to equalize you. And this is, this is why this isn't the end of the world. And that's why, and my husband's one of them We are so polar opposites. You know, he's a chemist and I'm a language artist. So we're, we're totally like, He'll challenge me and say, "How did you? How did you arrive at that, <laughs> <laughs> like, honey? I don't, you know, you. I know you're in, you're in my closest inner circle, but he's my ballast, and I always think, oh yeah, you're right. You know, okay, not quite the end of the world. We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna navigate. I'm gonna make a different decision based on your equalizing comment to me. Yeah, and I think that's a little that's that's tougher with my husband because as as his mom said from the jump, ooh, you sound a lot alike. You know, what is that actually? <laughs> but 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 I think more as time goes on, I'm like, what do you think about that? I was like, well I think you know, but here's what I think about it. Well and, and both of our spouses are are not in our specific industry. Maybe yours is a little bit. Mine is not at all. So it's a totally fresh unfiltered opinion, which you really need equal numbers of those too, as well as those in my, you know, my employees, obviously, uh, they are deep in the industry and they'll bring know-how and knowledge, but Corey will bring a totally different, almost a customer's perspective. And how about that balance from someone who unequivocally, you don't question at all, right? anything about him wanting anything other than what's best for yeah, you. Yeah. There's no, there's no, um, 
you know, intention to uh, change an opinion or whatever. He's just saying this is this is my agenda. perspective. Yeah, this is my perspective. And and you need that. Right. And I think, too, that, that part and parcel of this, right, is it points leaders can talk, 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 talk. And where are they showing up? Yeah. And I mean, is it at coffee for a one-on-one? Is it at the office because they know six people are having a meeting there? Is it on a rainy, cold night at the Salvation Army for an event that that matters to other people in yeah. your life? You have that to show you. up. That was you. And, and it was Don and it was Annie. And, and, and all of that is the gravitas of leaders saying to other leaders, yeah. this would be really important for me for you to be there in, in, in how all those connections, right. Come together. Right. For, for no greater cause than kids yeah. in, in, in charity and people in need. And when you look out at leaders, I think oftentimes there is like, here's the decision but but what does it mean for a leader to roll up their sleeves oh yeah right and show up when it's inconvenient when in their mind maybe they feel like this isn't affecting my bottom line and it's not part of my strategy but um i want to support or i want to come alongside and that was you guys and i would like tremendously but that but you know what and then i think too that a leader like they have to be who you think they are and for anyone you're leading, it's supremely important for me to not ever have them doubt who they think I am. Right. And that's different. That guiding principle, that is much, 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 much different than currying favor or making sure they like me. Yeah. But that's a major distinction. And it's all the difference. And I just don't think a lot of women, right? That, that I know, because well, there's a ton of women in the world that I don't know. I, I've never met. I would love to meet. <laughs> but the bottom line is that, that I see. I just am able to be more clinical, mm-hmm. mostly because I think the confidence within me to know what's in my heart, to know what my faith is. But it doesn't in any part um, minimize the collateral damage when people aren't happy about it. Yeah. You know, or that decision. And then what? You have to just move on. You have to let it go. And then you have to deal with them. maybe in the next hour, maybe in the next minute when you know, they're not happy when you know, it didn't go their way. And now you have to lead again as if that never happened. And I think that's just part and parcel of, you know, getting knocked down and, and having to bounce back up. And I think, uh, let's take this leadership conversation a little sideways and we'll bring it into the nonprofit leadership. So what I, um, board members on Salvation Army and even the team laugh when I say this is the non-billable, like all the, when you say yes to a nonprofit, a board position, uh, which is a leadership position and you're impacting the organization, whether they're a $1 million, uh, budget or a $5 million, maybe a very large, I don't know what United Ways is, uh, multi-million dollar. Um, and you know, from, uh, I unabashedly talk about that and, and try to bring everybody into my circle to introduce them to the great work for no monetary benefit whatsoever for 
the significant benefit that you would see the great work and want to be part of that story. And you guys were gracious and you said, yes, you know, we, we see what's going on here. We want to be good stewards. We want to know what's the ROI of this. What, what is the work? Who's it benefiting? And your hearts were tremendously uh, full and generous and you, you were blessed and you came and participated. And that's, you better sign up for an organization that you believe heart and soul in or don't sign up. Well, and I As think a leader. it's, 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 it, it's do well by doing good. Yeah. And you're never going to tell me that that's not faith-based or that yeah. there's not. And right. again, it's, right. it's not, oh, you did this. Look what the Lord's going to, you know, gift you with this. It isn't that. Not but about I, that at all. It isn't about that at all. And, and, and that leads me back to the original premise of making decisions because at the end of the day, can't say yes to everyone. No. And the more it's amplified within any organization of a company that contributes, that tithes, right. that donates, the floodgates open. No, totally. And the enormity of the people who need help could you just do this? Yeah. Could you just do that? And so you're never going to say, you know, I'm always the blessing and the curse. I think it's two sides of the yeah. coin. I think one comes with the other. I don't think they're able to be separated. Yeah. And that becomes very difficult to make the decisions that you know in that capacity, which isn't the business capacity, but in that capacity right. to, to say it, to make a decision that's going to, in a linear way, make someone really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so is it is it joyful to make that decision? Mm-mm. It's the opposite of that, right? Especially in the capacity of your heart. Yeah. And so, and that's my point with decision-making. And leaders have to make decisions. But, but, but for X amount who's happy, there are X amount who's sad. And, 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 Look at the outcome of that, whether it's a gotcha, yeah, whether it's an I told you so, whether it's my gosh, what was she thinking? And so I do think that the enormity of the responsibility as a leader is is making decisions. But to your, um, what I'm thinking of, it is not our responsibility in leadership. We cannot be responsible to control each other's happiness. So for the people who are unhappy with the position we've taken or, or just say leaders in general, uh, I am not in charge of other people's happiness. And I can't, and I, I lots of times, I, especially family, I want to take it upon myself. Like I, I want to fix this. We talked about this earlier. We're fixers by, by nature. But uh, I can only make the best decisions for the best impact. And there will always be somebody that will be unhappy. And we have to, at the end of the day, just have to uh, settle in with that knowledge. And, and know it and, yeah. and be aware of it. And so what does that tell me? Because you, you aren't responsible for my feelings and I'm not right. responsible for yours, but I care about them. Right. But I think we, we, um, it's an interesting kind of narcissism that I think I can fix you, or I think I can make you happier or that I have that much influence and leverage over you. Without Does that question, make sense? right? Because it's foundational. It's <laughs> yeah. trust. It's it's a mutual um, sounding board. Yeah. It's it's yes, but but not everyone has those same 
intentions. Yeah. And it's the same with them. And I say to someone, if, if you're this unhappy, yeah. you know, time and time again, yeah. Yeah. you probably need to have someone you believe in more, someone that maybe you're not right. doubting as much as you are. I mean, you, you know how and what people think. I think it's, it, it's, it's not reality to think a leader doesn't understand what people are saying. Right. Or they're, they're trying to be lobbied or whatever for a certain decision. My, my, my entire premise to the San and, and what I really wanted to announce two shows, right. So right. it's a two parter <laughs> is essentially say there's not anyone in any capacity working that, that is going to move ahead if they're not making decisions. Oh, absolutely. And that was Seth Godin's premise, yeah. Yeah. right. We're all decision makers. It's the CEO of you mm-hmm. and it's the CEO of me. We just happen to be CEOs. But what is the path for you to be a leader if you want to be a leader, but know what is inherent in leadership? Right. And how do you want to say there's a difference between me and the decision I make? Mm -hmm. Because it's sort of together, but at the end of the day, it's a decision on behalf of a ton of people that aren't me. And what do we do when we look in the mirror? And I think to your point, women are bigger fixers. Mm-hmm. I think a man is is really. I mean, that belaboring. may be a generalization. I realize that, but it may many be. many women I know and and this is have a women. desire right. to right the ship, fix things. You know, and and in our families, you know, first and foremost. Um, you know, if, if our child is hurt, you know, we rush in and we're going to fix it. The older they get, we can't fix everything. And sometimes those decisions they've made, they will have to fix themselves and live with, and there might be consequences involved with those decisions. And it's better that we don't swoop in and fix those. We can't fit. That's their learning curve for leadership. That's how they are there. So that's our third episode. <laughs> well, and life is Teaching isn't them fair. That, yeah, right. And, and it, decisions it aren't fair. Well, that decision wasn't fair. Well, that's your lens, right? And it very, very well may not have been, but that's life. But back to that, um, I hope more people will volunteer for leadership positions uh, in the for-profit and the not-for-profit world. The not-for-profit world on the way up is a good um, uh, opportunity to test your leadership skills and and uh, figure out what what your character qualities are and, and where your, um, skills can shine and then realize, uh, you know, you make the decision and then you put a hundred, a hundred percent of yourself behind it, not 110. <laughs> if anybody had 110, it would be, you. <laughs> um, and then you don't look back. We can't, can't look, look back. back can't look back so that is wasted time yeah th- there's there's no road go back. forward the, yeah. the road is forward out your windshield that little rear view mirror is just sort of peek every now and then to know what's back there but my entire premise to this is if you don't want to lead if you forever more want to be an a to b person absolutely nothing wrong with that no we need we need that we need yeah. that and so some people somebody you know high performer high potential Oh, uh, well, you know, they're a high performer, but they sort of reach their ceiling. Great, because they're awesome at it, right? Not everyone yeah, yeah, has to be right, a high right. performer, high potential. That's why you're identifying talent. Mm-hmm. Who do you have to grow? Yeah. You know, what does that look like? So uh, we gobbled up two episodes. 
and and Colin may need you to to intro and bridge those, but I do think that's really compelling. And this whole idea of everyone liking you, yeah, you just when you reverse that, just reverse it. Do you like everyone? Mm-mm. I love that. I love that insight. It's that's that a business simple. Vitamin. That pre- yeah. and, and and again, why doesn't everyone see it? That simply, yeah, right. We we cannot. There's not enough people that we're going to meet that we genuinely do like. Let's move on past the people. We put up a lot of barriers to ourselves and our own success, and that's one that we can remove that right now. We don't love everyone. Don't expect them all to love you. And uh, that's if that's not a whopping business, that's a multivitamin <laughs> for these two shows. Ann Gallagher, thank you uh, for the Salvation Army. Thank you for the ability to know what that's about and and to contribute. And I and I mean that sincerely. And cheers to our Keystone Award. Woo! Uh, thanks to all the listeners and subscribers. And uh, looking forward to more high gear days with you. We're doing well by doing good. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.